0: Welcome to Jays from Home. My name is Matt Gower and I am hosting solo today. Steve is, well, I'm not sure exactly where he is. Uh, He's somewhere in Ontario. Um, That is all that I am sure of, but uh, I think he'll be back uh, to co-host next week. But in the meantime, you have just me, my brain, my thoughts on the Blue Jays, my opinions, and uh, I'm trapped between your ears right now. Uh, So... uh, either i'm sorry or you're welcome i'm not sure i'm not sure which anyways um it's been a long week as far as baseball playing time goes um i i have no idea why but for whatever reason when and maybe it's, i don't think it's it's blue jay specific but when any any team faces boston the, the games just slow down i don't know if it's like a like a an, an ocean time kind of thing being near near the atlantic ocean for for uh the, the red Sox near the coast there but uh yeah, the games just seem to go really uh slowly and sometimes that's that's great sometimes it's nice just to sit back and bask in uh baseball and just let time slow down sometimes you need that um, especially when you have kids but especially when you have kids when you have these long games um the uh it can be difficult to get through entire <laughs> games uh, um, which I, which i'm gonna get to uh in this week's uh results but before i do that um, I forgot to do it this week, last week, so we'll do it this week. Remember to follow us on Twitter um, at Jays from Home. We've got a great show today. Um, Dave Bedini uh, joins me later on, and we talk about um, some of those '80s and early '90s Blue Jays teams, and just about life on the road, um, trying to to follow uh, baseball and follow the news, um, especially in Dave Bedini's case. Uh, this was in the in the '80s, so like internet was not. <laughs> there. So he, he talked about having to, to read, like, in some cases, week old newspapers to, to, to get the news and then not being able to, to uh, match up the picture in his mind until returning home months later. Um, so, so a lot has changed uh, on that landscape as far as the media goes. Uh, because now basically, you know, once the, once the, the play happens, it's, it's, it's on Twitter, you, can, <laughs> you see it immediately. So there's, there's a lot of instant gratification when it comes to uh sports these days that um changes the way we uh consume and appreciate sports um who knows but i i i i think probably it's for the better because you know it makes the sport more accessible uh for everybody but uh there's just a different uh the, the romance is different there's there's less romance i think uh in, in not being able to imagine the sport but anyways uh that's it's a great talk that me and dave uh, bedini had so so uh Stay tuned for that later on. Uh, but yeah, going into this week's results, the Jays are, as I record this Sunday morning, 68 and 57. Uh, nine, nine games back of the Yankees in the East, um, and uh, they're in, sec- in the second wild card spot right now, uh, half a game behind the Tampa Bay Rays. So that uh, is what the picture is looking at right now. Um, so. Uh, the Blue Jays uh, opened up the, uh, the the week against the Red Sox, uh, uh, and they swept the series, which was good. Uh, they won nine to three on Tuesday. Um, interestingly, uh, the game was out of reach, so the the Red Sox had ex-Blue Jay catcher Reese McGuire uh, pitch a scoreless uh, ninth inning for the Red Sox. So that was interesting. Um, Wednesday, uh, it was an extra inning game, so a little extra baseball, a little a little slower baseball in Boston for you um maybe they're still dealing with that uh 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 they're still dealing with the um molasses uh molasses spill of the early 1900s maybe that's why everything's slower i don't know uh it took me a while to access that word molasses in my brain but uh, uh if you've ever heard of the molasses spill um there's a great drunk history episode on that so go check it out um, anyways, uh, they beat the Red Sox 3-2 to two in 10 innings. Um, Tim Mesa made his return uh, in the 8th inning uh, and allowed two base runners, but he got out of the inning. Uh, but uh, great to see him come back so soon after separating his non-throwing uh, shoulder, so that's great. Um, Springer batted in the winning RBI in the 10th inning, so that was, that was good. It's nice to see his bat in the lineup on a regular basis for sure. Um, Thursday, they uh, had another extra inning game, and this one – they still played ten innings, but it went an extra hour. It was four hours and twenty-two minutes of baseball, which was nice. I almost got to see the whole thing, but the kids got a little bit too cranky at bedtime, so I had to, um, I had to, to forego the, the last half of the tenth inning. But I but I, I, I saw what I needed to see. I saw that the Jays uh, beat the Red Sox six to five again. That was um uh, I think it was a Fielder's choice that scored the winning run on off, off of uh, uh, Springer's bat yet again. So that's that's good um yeah long baseball game um sometimes I think I think even though um it was a long game I think I needed a long game (laughs) that night but it did kind of uh wear down on (laughs) on me as far as being able to have the endurance to watch Friday's uh baseball game which was probably a good choice because I chose not to watch the game at all just to take the night off of baseball and my instincts were correct because the Blue Jays lost to the Angels 12 to nothing on Friday night um now, as far as uh, non-vaccinated players, we saw uh, former Blue Jays, Aaron Loop and Ryan Tepera. Uh They're, they're both re- relief pitchers, which I guess they didn't really need any relief pitchers uh, in, on Friday night's game. They didn't make the trip, as well as um, uh, uh, Taylor Ward, who was a who was a, a fielder. So he didn't uh, make the trip either. But those are all some, some pretty key guys that uh, weren't able to make the trip. But really, the uh, Angels aren't really that competitive. <laughs> Uh, this year, so it uh, d- doesn't really matter in the long run. Didn't matter in that game, like I said, because uh, the 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 Blue Jays just got shut out um, by the by by the Angels and and Whit Merrifield for the Blue Jays ended up uh, pitching in the ninth. I think he gave up two runs. Um, the uh, one of the big story of this game though was uh, Teoscar Hernandez. He fouled the ball off of his foot in the first inning, and then I guess um, reading the game story. He, I guess he he missed uh, a play in the outfield, or he took a bad route in the outfield, and uh, that ended up being a, a five run inning for the for the Angels. And the Blue Jays later uh, took Teoscar out of the game. So, and he missed Saturday's game as well. So, um, no news as of this recording whether he will hit the injured list or know what the results are i think i don't know if they did an mri or an an x-ray on his on his toe but no no results as far as that goes but hopefully it's just uh some bruising and the swelling will come down eventually um yeah so he just needs to spend some time maybe with his shoe off and some ice i'm not sure but i'm I'm not a doctor i don't know how to how how to treat a bruise properly but that would be my my um my medical advice so uh, yeah take if you know take it with a grain of salt but uh ice it and don't put your shoe back on (laughs) if you took took the shoe off if you have if the shoe's off leave it on we don't want to have any any extra swelling but anyways so yeah he missed the game um and then saturday was the anniversary game for the 92 world blue jays world series team and the angels won again two to nothing so two straight games where the jays offense has come up just empty no runs it was a great pitching matchup manoa versus otani uh, George Springer was, was pl- back playing in center field. I didn't get to see the whole game because I think the, the, I was watching the pregame ceremony. I was PVRing. So I, I, I didn't start it until after I put the kids to bed. But uh, the pregame ceremony took a long time. So I don't think I got past the sixth inning before it was time just to give up and and. and, and, and you know, get get back to bed with the kids, but uh, yeah. So so that was that was a tough match. Uh, hopefully today uh, will be a bit of a better uh, result. Let's just see. I haven't checked who's pitching today. Um, today is Stripling uh, for the Jays versus Davidson for the Angels. So Stripling, Ross Stripling, he's he's been coming up uh, uh, and and pitching quality starts in an important game. So hopefully uh, they should get back uh, and win today's afternoon game with stripling on the mound uh he's reliable for 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 just those quality starts so that's good um so yeah let's get to my uh home runs and every and strikeouts and all that stuff um my my strikeout for the for the week is that the jays are losing winnable games we saw two of those uh games where they should you know have at least been competitive uh, and they and like i said the the office the offense came up empty this week um and there are um there over the next couple of weeks there's a slate of, of of winnable games for these for these blue jays and they have to kind of just lock in and, and take advantage um i think kind of in a similar situation to to minnesota we were talking about a couple of weeks ago where they had they had some 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 games against some weaker opponents um that's not to say that uh you know uh we should they should uh take any anybody for granted because even um you know uh the dodgers who are I don't know playing like 700 baseball right now uh they they were swept by uh one of the blue jays op- opponents the, the pirates uh this year so so every team can win games it's just a matter of being focused and 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 and, and you know just creating some space and some comfort in the in the wild card standings and, and maybe even gaining some ground against the yankees in the east because the yankees they're the worst team in baseball in the last like in the second half they're 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 one of the worst teams. They're not playing very well at all. They built themselves up quite, a, quite some a comfort zone at the first, in the first half of the season, and now they're just not playing well at all. So the Jays um, need to, to take advantage and, and just uh, gain some ground here. Um, my, my no decision um, is Teoscar's foot injury because we just don't know what's happening yet with that, but he's an important player to have in the lineup uh, for sure. So it is uh, important that his foot heals. Like I said, put some ice on it and take it out of the shoe. Uh, I think that's that's uh, accurate medical advice um, and uh, he, and hopefully that will uh, heal quickly and he'll be able to get back on the field uh, soon enough and my home run for the week is George Springer um, like I said he, he came up big in two uh, extra inning games against the the Red Sox um, and we saw him back in the outfield again and and these past couple of weeks have just shown why he's so uh, valuable to this team when he's in the lineup the Blue Jays are a better team they win games uh, they're more competitive he he every at bat that that Springer has is a competitive at bat um, his his legs are working just fine so that's great uh, it's just I guess the elbow or whatever that's that's bothering him it's it's, it's good that his lower body is is is, is stable this year I'm, I'm happy about that uh, but he is a true leader on this team and I, I really don't know where the Blue Jays, Blue Jays would be with with if they didn't end up signing him uh last year um I'm, I'm really glad that they did and i'm glad that he's in the lineup right now and you know i think that you know in he signed a long-term deal with the jays he's in his 30s injuries are a problem for him and i think that it's just something that we have to remember that george springer is not going to play a full season uh with this team uh it's th- th- that's not a reasonable expectation but th- the reasonable expectation should be that he will play as many games as he can and he'll play as hard as he can and he will be a uh uh, a, a, a huge contributor to this team and and, and and an important reason as to why uh this is this blue jays team is going to be successful so yeah that's uh that's it's great to see him back uh in the lineup um so yeah this this week's uh poll i decided to make it kind of uh Hist- historical based, I guess you could say. Um, and my my question is, what is your all time favorite Blue Jays season? And the choices were 1985, that was the first year that they won the D- the East Division; uh, 92, the World Series team; 93, the repeat World Series team; and then 2015, uh, the uh, that was the the first year that they made the playoffs since the World Series, I guess, which was quite a long time. Now, now that you look at it. Um, uh, now, um, I guess the, it was a, the results were that it was a tie. The uh, The voters kind of tied between 93 and 2015. And I guess, the, I think the reason would be are uh, two pretty important home runs as to why those uh, results ended up being tied. We had Joe Carter's uh, game-winning World Series winning home run in 93 and Jose Bautista's bat flip in, in 2015. But I guess um, instead of asking a follow-up question this week about the poll, I'll, I'll just kind of give my experience for 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 some of these teams now my my real i was going to talk about this at the top of the podcast but i'll I'll, I'll talk about it now but my my real um baseball awareness started with that 92 team um i i i think i was the perfect age to to um to get into baseball i was 12 years old in 1992 and i just remember coming home after i think it was a hayride or something and 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 just watching uh the the end of that blue jays game t- and, and that w- them winning the world series and i remember watching uh dave winfield uh, bat in the winning run and i remember you know uh, 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 joe carter catching the, the the final out on first base and, and just him jumping for joy um it's 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 funny because you see the replays so many times over the years and 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 that kind of um takes over the memories in in, in my brain and i was also 12 years old it's been over thirty—it's been thirty years since then. It's been a long time. I've I've, I've seen a lot of life since then, but um, yeah, um, that was really my introduction to, to to baseball. Like I'd I'd played before uh, as a kid, but just appreciating Major League Baseball—that was that was my introduction. But my answer to this poll, as far as what what my favorite all-time Blue Jays season uh, is, actually twenty fifteen. Um, twenty fifteen was was just a really hard year maybe 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 one of the, the hardest times um Krista and I have ever, have ever had um Krista uh was recovering from a concussion throughout pretty much all of 2015 from basically the start of the baseball season until until in, until the end uh Krista was was unable to work because of concussion I, I I lost my job in the summer so we were both kind of stuck at home we were living at, at her dad's house. So that was, that was just sad in itself. Difficult. Um, we, 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 we were out of work. Krista couldn't work. I was, I I couldn't find a job. And this, this Blue Jays team was what was just kind of keeping us sane. We were watching and following this team as, as, as it was getting more successful and more successful. I, I can remember Krista was at a physio appointment. Um, I was sitting outside, uh, having, having a patio beer, while I was waiting for her to finish her physio appointment for a concussion. And I remember the, the, um, the the trade news coming in. I think it was the 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 low trade that that I, that it was either the Tulo trade or the or the David Price trade that came through. I just remember being super excited by that. And then and then so we and Krista and I what we watched so baseball was pretty much the only thing that we could enjoy a lot of because uh, TV was hard to watch for Krista. But uh, so we watched all 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 the the playoff run and and I I can remember the the that game against Texas with the bat flip the bat flip game. Krista and I were just sitting and, and, and watching that game. Uh, speaking of, of, of games taking a long time, the, that hour long, I think it was the seventh inning. Um, that was some of the best baseball uh, moments, just as far as drama goes, that I've, I've ever seen. But Krista and I were sitting watching it. And when, when Bautista hit that home run, we just got up and just hugged and, and we're we're so excited. It was just such an exciting uh, time to be a Blue Jays fan because... Um, you know, leading up to that to, to 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 that playoff run, there was you know promise and hope that playoffs were going to come, but since '93, uh, <coughs> those hopes had had always been dashed. I think 2014 was the hardest because um, they, the Jays had made all these moves and they just didn't didn't work out. And then they they didn't end up making any any moves at the trade line, trade deadline, so that was just a dis- disappointment. But 2015, everything finally came came together. Everything paid off. It was the first. Uh, playoff appearance since 93 it was a, a, a division championship the jays in the second half of the season just rolled over everybody it was an exciting fun baseball team to watch and then that that bat flip just kind of kicked it off even though they didn't they they didn't get it to the world series um you know they beat the rangers they they, fa- they faced a tough eventual world series champion in, in, in kansas city uh royals but uh, it was just a, a fun season to watch and i really enjoyed just being able to watch it with krista and just just experience it together and it you know for those you know brief three hour windows we just you know forgot about our 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 troubles because it really was a a tough tough time for us um and and that that blue jays team just helped make everything easier so yeah it was it was a great year um so yeah that, that, that that that's the personal side of things as well um some and just some general jays notes um hasn't been a ton of news this week I guess. Uh but the big the big news I guess um and it's not just Blue Jays this this uh is for the whole league is that the the uh schedule for 2023 was uh released. Um and just some interesting notes from the Jays side. Uh they open the season on the road um in St. Louis um and I guess this is just going to to give a little bit of extra time in case they need to I guess just uh, uh, do some extra finishing touches on, on some of those uh, initial uh, first stages of the Blue Jays' renovations. So that's uh, so they'll start, I think, three, two or three straight series on the road, St. Louis and Kansas City, and then I forget who's the next one. Um, and then they close out the season at home against the Yankees and the Rays. It's actually um, the week before they play the Yankees and the Rays as well. So there's, there's some East-heavy uh, competition. Um, but speaking of the East, um, this next year is going to be interesting because it's the first year where they have – uh, baseball has a balanced schedule so that means that they're gonna um you know the, the this year and in previous years they've been uh the schedule has been weighted towards um playing more games against eastern opponent- opponents and you know that you know when when you're in a, in a division like the central um where there aren't as many tough opponents uh, it, it makes it more difficult for for teams like the blue jays and even in the in the nl east and, and to some extent in the in the uh nl west as well. Um, but uh, it's good that, uh, that it's a more balanced schedule. It's also good that um, for the first time ever, the Blue Jays and, and teams in general, every, every team is going to play against every team. So it's nice to see all of the baseball, player, uh, baseball teams come come into, in, in, into uh, Toronto and, 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 um, or, or just pl- face Toronto because uh, you don't get to see um, all the NL uh, side. It's usually just one division uh, per year. So now, now we get to see all the NL teams uh, come into uh and well not necessarily coming to Toronto because some years some of the series are going to be at home and then the next year it's going to be away but it's nice to see all the baseball teams play so that's good um just around the league uh the big news this week um has been that uh well a couple a couple things but for me it was just really interesting um uh, one, one of the most exciting young players in the game for the Mariners Julio Rodriguez he signed an extension uh with the Mariners. Um and it's a pretty complicated deal, um. But basically, I think uh, when all is said and done, if he meets all of his his uh, bonuses and incentives, he could end up being signed through 2037. I think is what I heard, and it's like almost like over 400 million dollars. It'll be the most lucrative contract if he hits all these incentive thresholds. But, um, he is a young player. I think he turns 22 at the end of the year. But signed through twenty thirty seven, and, and and I think they said this in the effectively wild podcast as well. But it makes you feel kind of old when you look ahead that far into the future twenty thirty seven. Uh, I have I will have seen many 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 uh, games against the Red Sox that take over three hours. <laughs> uh, but no, that's great for Julio Rodriguez, and it's it's really great that um, you know. All this, like, the, the great thing about this era of baseball is that the young uh, stars are being recognized a lot sooner and we see a lot more of, of their best years and, and, and teams are, are locking, locking them up early and, and, and it's nice to, to be able to, to know that we'll, we, we'll be uh, seeing a young star like Julio Rodriguez um, in Seattle for a long time. Um, on the on the other end, on the opposite end of signings, um, it was uh, came out this week that Artie Marino, of, of the Angels, speaking of the Angels, uh, is looking into uh, wants to sell the Angels. Now, this is a I think a good thing for the Angels because Artie Marino is one of the last kind of meddling last of the meddling owners, um, so um, it'll be good for the Angels, but I not good for um, winning. I because th- I, I think the, what we're what, what we're gonna see if he does sell um if he wants to sell if he truly wants to sell is that this team is going to be again put back into rebuilding mode because they're supposed supposedly they were supposed to be a contender this year but they're not but it means that you know will we see Otani traded this offseason maybe that that's a, a big possibility it was also it came out that that even though um he knew he wanted to sell the team he didn't tell anybody at the time but prior to the trade trade deadline he, he he made sure that Uh, Otani did not get traded um so so even though Marino knew that he wanted to sell the Angels which was not public knowledge yet he did not want to trade Otani and I guess that's kind of more for selfish reasons reasons because just from a baseball revenue standpoint Otani brings in a lot of money for the Angels but from a competitive standpoint if they were to trade Otani they could have gotten at least as much as uh as the Nationals got for Juan Soto when they traded him at the deadline, and it would have been a super exciting deadline if he had seen Soto and Ohtani traded. Will does that mean that we might see Mike Trout traded? That is another good question. I don't know the answer to that. I think that his contract might be a bit of a difficult one to trade, uh, just because he signed an extension and for over three hundred million dollars, and he's in his in his early thirties now. So, and and he also likes being in uh, in. In Anaheim, in L. A., he likes being an angel. So I don't know if if he is a player that uh, we will see traded. But uh, that's just going to be an interesting situation to see how that plays out. And then uh, finally, it was announced this week that uh, uh, MLB and the MLBPA uh, agreed to um, announce uh, a, a Korean tour uh, in at, after I guess after the World Series in November, from the 9th until the sixteenth, they're going to be playing uh, four games against I guess some KBO all-star teams, MLB all-star, all-stars versus some KBO all-stars, so it, it also marks, uh, I think the reason why they're doing is it's the 100th anniversary uh, of MLB visiting Korea back in, I guess back in 1922, there were some, some uh, MLB uh, players who kind of did a barnstorming tour in Korea, and um, yeah, I, I guess it's also the 40th anniversary of the Korean Baseball, um, what's the O stand for, KBO, Korean Baseball... I'm not sure what the O stands for. I don't know. <laughs> Someone, if 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 you're listening and you know what KBO stands for, uh, I'm not going to look it up. But uh, send send me a tweet. Send me a message. Tell me what KBO stands for, because uh, I it's I'm I'm at a loss at this moment. But it's the 40th anniversary of the KBO, which um, I'm surprised that the league is only, is is that young. But uh, yeah, so that'll be great to see, um, because you know, by that point the World Series will have been done. I think the last game. Uh, the world series is scheduled for sometime in early November. So I'll, 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 be like a week without baseball. So, so having, having some, some extra bonus baseball spread across four games, hopefully they will air these games. <laughs> you know, there's been no announcement of, of to what, uh, h- how we'll be able to see these games. Uh, but it'll be fun to watch my prediction though, cause they're going to be announcing the rosters, uh, in September. My prediction is that we will see no playoff, uh, uh, all-star no, no all-stars from playoff teams so i i, I doubt we'll see any, uh, any any blue jays it'll, it'll be basically kind of like, kinda like the, the the teams that are definitely not uh in the running so so we'll see lots of uh uh players players from like your chicago cubs your 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 angels your 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 pirates play teams like that uh but it'll still be fun uh to see some 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 baseball in the in, the, in those early dark days of november when there's just nothing going on and there's no baseball um so yeah, that'll be fun um now looking ahead for the jays this week like i said there are some uh winnable games uh coming up um they're playing at home against the cubs um now these cubs they're they're not a good team but they're not a bad team either but these are this is a this is a you know a series that uh the blue jays should definitely win um interesting uh also from the uh, on the cubs standpoint this uh, will be Marcus Stroman's uh, return to Toronto uh, after signing. Uh, he I guess he he signed. They traded him to the Mets, and then he ended up signing uh, eventually with the Cubs. But he hasn't returned to Toronto since, so that'll be fun to see. Um, Stroman was one of my favorite Blue Jays players to watch. He's become a bit of a outspoken player as far as uh, some of the things he says, but uh, it'll be it'll be fun to see him again. And it, it was fun to see him uh, pitch for that and come back from injury from that 2015. On that 2015 team, and then uh, they, the Blue Jays, will be heading uh, off to my favorite ballpark, uh, PNC Park in Pittsburgh, to play the Pirates. Again, the, this Pirates team—they—they—they—they they, they, they swept the Dodgers earlier in the year, um, so the Jays can't take them for granted. But at the same time, they have to take advantage of these Pirates. They have to win these games. It'll be fun to see some of these young players, for like O'Neill Cruz. Uh, for for the pirates, but uh, this is definitely a, a, a team that they should uh, take advantage of and and, uh, and string some wins together uh, over the over the next week. Um, and and like I said, get some get comfortable, get more comfortable in the, in those uh, wild card standings, and hopefully maybe gain a little bit of ground against this uh, this hurting Yankee team. Um, and okay, so now we'll go to the Minnesota Twins check in. Uh, they are sixty four and sixty one, three games back in the Central. From the Guardians, and I, I forgot to check to see what they're looking like in the wild card, but that, I can't imagine that 64 and 61 they can be very close to the a wild card spot. Let's just take a quick look here. Yeah, Minnesota is behind Baltimore even for that last wild card spot. They're four games back of Seattle. Uh, Seattle is tied uh, with Toronto, uh, although Seattle has more losses uh, for that uh, for the second wild card spot. So Toronto, because of that, has the second wild card uh, spot. Um, so yeah. Minnesota hasn't been playing very well lately. Um, my prediction at the start of the year was that they weren't good enough to win the division. And, and sadly, I hope, it, I hope it's not, but it looks like my, my prediction is, is, is correct. Um, they lost three straight uh, in Houston. Um, that was Carlos Correa's return to Houston. So I think there was some kind of uh, nice sentimentality for, for his return there. But yeah, Houston is just uh, rolling over the competition right now. Um, and they won. Uh, th- after that, they they came back to Minnesota to play San Francisco. So they've won two straight versus the Giants. So that's good. Um, another tough blow for the for the Twins was that Byron Buxton uh, was placed on the ten day injured list with a low grade right hip strain. So there's no update on that. But hopefully he'll come off of the the IL and that break will will do him good. Because like like um, George Springer, uh, Byron Buxton is a, a key player uh for the for the uh twins to have in the lineup. They win when he's in the lineup and when he's not, they uh they look like a a team that's on the on the uh the out, outside looking in from when it comes to the playoffs. Um quick Titans check in here. Ottawa Titans. Um they uh lost their best pitcher. I think he's out for the season now because they placed him on the 60-day IL, Evan Grills, um despite a win versus the Valley Cat uh they uh lost evan grills um so as far as the standings or their their weekly results go they lost two against the valley cats and they've they've won uh and then after that they won four straight two uh, two more against, they won, they won two against the valley cats and then against the empire straight state grays which i guess are weaker opponents for sure uh but yeah they've won four in a row uh that got them back into the playoff picture a little bit they're tied with the Sussex County Goldminers for second in the East Division. So they're back in the playoff hunt. I think last week they were out of it a little bit, so that's good that they've kind of uh, gotten back into that mix. Um, hopefully we'll, we will see some playoff baseball here in Ottawa as well, so that'll be fun to see. All right. So now um, we will uh, go to uh, the interview with Dave Bedini, where uh, Dave and I talk about uh, some Blue Jays baseball and uh, some some – just life on the road, following a sport from afar. So here you go. Dave Vidini, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure, great to be here. Yeah, so um, it's been, I guess, 30 years since the uh world series team in 92 for the blue jays and looking at your book it's been i guess 20 years since you've made that uh trip to natuno for for baseballissimo um time has flown pretty quickly in that time would you say
1: uh well it's all relative it's i mean (laughs) it seems like it seems like 20 years to me honestly does it yeah sure it does yeah oh for sure i think that's uh true in sports especially right you know when you look at seasons and when you look at waves of players and and changes in regime and yeah totally I mean it's it does seem like a long time ago that Beeson and Gillick were in charge you know and Cito was here and uh yeah that's um a deep and important part of you know the team's past um, but also Toronto you know sports past and my past too so um yeah here we are here we are celebrating that time
0: definitely and and yeah like the game has changed a lot over, over yes. the 20 and 30 years now have you been paying attention too much like I'm gonna go into Italian baseball just to start because baseball sure. is, is mostly about um Italian baseball which is I, I, it's just an intriguing story in general but have you been following Italian baseball since you've you've uh, made that trip to Natuno?
1: I mean, I follow them internationally, right? And I follow them, uh, well, you know, the World of Baseball Classic and, and that sort of thing. But the domestic leagues, not so much. Uh, I mean, the team that I followed um, was disbanded, unfortunately, a couple of years after um, I wrote about them. But no, I, I haven't. I, I you no, know, I haven't um, stayed on top of the league there.
0: Uh, too much. Okay, so I was going to ask if you could like, comment on how much Italian baseball has evolved, but I guess in general, international baseball, we could compare the two, to saying that uh, bo- like, it's, it's um, as far as visibility and people playing the sports, it's, it's, it's grown in leaps and bounds.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, I think that's true. Um, I think it's, you know, the Italians will forever sort of struggle um, with the same issues that they had when I was there. You know, um, when it comes to uh, you know being a you know soccer dominant nation and infrastructure and money and for you know for coaching and for youth baseball and that sort of stuff, so um, that's just part of the and unfortunately like the domestic landscape of sports
0: there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I don't, I can't see that really kind of flipping anytime soon. But listen, I think for me, you know, the the the, the main uh, concern would be that you know, Natuno, um, which is the home of
1: baseball in Italy, continues to you know uh, have teams and 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 leagues and 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 you know, um, diamonds that are in decent shape. And and, and I think that's true, right? The game might not have spread much beyond um the few kind of strongholds, but um, but that's okay too,
0: yeah. Um and now you're talking. We were talking about the, those Blue Jays teams that you. I guess you really grew up with them. Um, how does this modern team compare with, say, like I guess the '85 and '87 teams, or maybe the teams that you most uh, identify with?
1: I mean, those teams. Um, <clears throat> you know, 80, it, it's You know, eighty-three, eighty-four, eighty-five to eighty-seven. You know that vintage of um, you know homegrown. Um, you know. Uh, Ball players and you know great drafts and um, uh, being an exciting young team in that era uh, is one I think you can make that comparison um, to to the Jays we're watching now to a point you know um, and uh, yeah I think in just in general the, 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 the city you know responds to um, you know ticks I think I think we're fairly. And baseball, because of 85, I think we're a fairly patient, you know, watch them grow kind of fan base. And, you know, you see that with the and, Bo and Kevin Biggio, and so on and so forth, and other, you know, other, other players that have been developed, um, you know, and, and and so I think there's a parallel there. Um, uh, 87 was such a, you know, a massive disappointment. And, <laughs> Was so, was so hard to, to witness, really it was. It was uh, the darkest time, and see this beloved team just co- you know collapse through so many different reasons. I mean, I don't think it was necessarily the fact that they, they collapsed either. I mean, they ran into a powerhouse and just shit kind of didn't really lean their way mm-hmm. for the last 10 days, but um, uh, so I think we're a little bit wary of hope and promise. And I think we probably got ahead of ourselves a little bit when it came to, you know, coming into this year, best team on paper and all that kind of stuff, too. And and so in a weird way, I mean, listen, 87 was horrible and even 85 against the Royals and seeing what happened then was very disappointing as well. But it also, I think, for somebody who's watched baseball for a long time, you know, is seeding that kind of just that sort of wariness and that sort of caution. When it comes to um, that pro- having that promise fulfilled was it's probably not a bad thing to have embedded in one's sporting DNA um, because you try not to get too high and trying to get too too low and I've sort of been been like this with this team this year
0: for sure um,
1: you know and I think it's been that kind of season as well where they've kind of you know they've reflected both ends of that you know um, they look like world beaters you know one week and the next week you know they're you know they're getting swept by the Orioles right so it's, yeah. um, it's
0: been everything. Yeah, and I, th- I think I think you're right. Like patience is, is definitely um, the key for all, for 162 game baseball season. And, and, and folks on on Twitter, I think, just uh, don't uh, necessarily have that virtue as, a, as 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 a reflex. So it's, a, it's something that definitely people have had to learn watching baseball over time. And, and we're, we're starting to see kind of the new fan base kind of uh, experience what you experienced. Um,
1: yeah I mean excitement is exciting as Mike Wilner says and I think that's cool too and it's great to be you know uh, you know, hope and promise is a fantastic thing too but um, I think it's a little bit of the prerogative of being kind of in, an, an older sports fan and you get a little bit weary after a while it's like having kind of seen it all it just gives you a little bit, bit of perspective and I think this fan base is now kind of a mature fan base right like it wasn't in 87 and in wasn't in 97 but it is now because we've seen a lot of baseball and um and yeah and so I think that's kind of helped us and then and I also think we 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 know too and this is true of just professional sports in general and I remember Wendell Clark you know the hockey player telling me about with the Leafs about saying you know all you have to do is make the playoffs like that's just what you, you have to establish yourself as a franchise That is going to have a a chance to compete in the postseason every year and you know we're gonna we've you know we've we've seen this over the jays over the last you know five to ten years about um you know how once you get you know as long as you can kind of start playing in october um shit can happen positively right and yeah and um i think i think that's i think that's where a lot of us you know a lot where our focus is kind of uh 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 trained um at this point too, right? Just get us to October
0: and then um, yeah, and then um, and then we'll see if it's good Jays versus bad Jays. And if yeah. it's
1: good Jays then
0: it's gonna be pretty great. No, I no, I think if assuming I, I think they will make it to October and this pitching staff in, a, in especially in a short wild card series could, could definitely either dominate or, or 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 not or do the opposite. Um, now, one thing I noticed, re, like looking over the book again uh, this past week, and I've, I've read it a, a, a few times, but I've, I, I guess I didn't realize you didn't really write about like winning the, the the World Series. You were more you were more focused on I guess the ninety two pennant uh, series. Um, so I'm just curious, where were you when they did win the World Series? Because I know you were you were um, I think in um, Alberta. Or was it was B C or Alberta when they, when the ALCS was happening
1: yeah i'm just trying to think um we so and the reason i didn't write a lot about those world series and more about what well, wrote a lot about the 80s teams but more um uh, yeah you're right about the about um, the ASCS was because during the world series we were we were touring right mm-hmm. so we were um we were constantly on the road to western canada mostly but moving you know to and from clubs and You know in 92 i remember um uh playing at the railway no we had an off night we were in vancouver and it was really quite lovely to see um you know bars in in vancouver packed with like you know people with you know um in Toronto written across their, you know, <laughs> on, on their jerseys because of the, yeah, just the general antipathy for the city out there and stuff. So, but it was really nice to see, you know, West Coasters um, embrace this team. And so we would kind of be in and out. And, and, and on nights where we were, we were, where we were um, gigging, and if people didn't know, I'm, I'm in a band, blah, blah, blah. We tour a lot, real statics, And um, one of the things about, about, um, about that is you see like four or five you know, and then you'd have to go for a sound check or have to go do, do an interview or whatever. Um, so those are kind of patchwork memories. Yeah. You know, I remember stopping in uh, Jasper, I think. Uh, we were on the road and stopped in Jasper for a, for a drink and um, uh, watched most of, watched most of um, the Ed Sprague game, but had to lose before um, the game-winning home run was hit and we were in the van yeah listening to the radio and the news came on the broadcaster said ed sprague became a canadian hero too. <laughs> and that was um, yeah because he um, won the game won the home run the
0: winfield i was back in time to watch the deciding game in 92 at home but i was but that was literally after like a fucking 18 hour drive from somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I remember getting back and, and, and being able to watch that moments
1: in kind of like a, just a road ragged kind of haze. Um, but I did, yeah. So I was at home, uh, for that. And, um, 93 was similar too. we were gigging a lot. And, um, so, so the season was huge to me, and certainly September was huge because I was mostly around, but as soon as of middle of late September rolled around, we were off on the road. So that's, you know, our experience. And I write in I write in baseball Eastmo about being in the Rockies, right, and, mm-hmm. and um, stopping the van and listening to Robbie's at-bat, you know, and listening to the comeback against um, the A's and just so... We found like an orphan signal just uh, on the radio because the band radio just sort of found us. We just were able to hook up with this and we followed, you know, that whole sequence, that whole bottom of that inning, uh, the comeback and the win and how glorious it was. And, you know, sounding the car horn, kind of echoing around the mountains and being really just alone with this moment in deepest
0: Western Canada, deepest Rocky Mountains, you know, and it was um, never forget it. Yeah, no, that's the, the that's I think my favorite chapter as far as the uh, the Blue Jays baseball go, goes in the book is the 92 because that's really when my kind of awakening like I was 12 years old in 92 that's when I was really starting to to, to be a fan and I remember sitting down and watching that uh night you know uh, Dave Winfield hit that 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 single and and, and scoring the, the the eventual winning run and I think I think the, the Robbie Alomar game would, would have been right around Thanksgiving too because I seem to remember watching those ALCS A's games uh, at, at at one of our relatives house I think it so it must have been also a bit lonely touring around thanksgiving time as well
1: Uh yeah yes and no um no we were i mean there was we were never lonely we were like i guess if we were lonely we were kind of lonely together i suppose because we had a you know big group out there and stuff too but um and and that's another thing about sports when you're abroad
0: um you feel connected to home you know um you know i think it was 80 Seven, we were touring and I was in the Royal Albert Hotel
1: which was a just pretty weird dangerous uh, you know a lot of um, uh, transient um, types would um, stay in, in, in the, uh, the rooms at the Royal Albert in Winnipeg and um, so it was always a bit a bit rough um, and um, I would stay stay in there it was a rough, rough part of Winnipeg too and I would spend a lot of my afternoons just listening to the jays on the radio and um lloyd mosby hit a walk-off home run at the x and um listened to it it was great and i remember oh, i either called my girlfriend or wrote her a letter and um i think i called her and i asked her you know if um she'd you know seen the game or whatever and, and turned out like she was there <laughs> and like her friend had like caught the ball that shaker hit and so it was just really nice to maintain that kind of connection to home you know through that and um even at 85 in ireland you know i was going to school there and um, in, in in september and i went to the canadian embassy every couple of days and read like you know week old Globe and mails to <laughs> just like to find out what was happening with the jays and reading about them you know um uh winning the East for the first time and, so, so sport, you know, connects you to home and it was certainly, that was certainly the case when, um, yeah, when we were out on tour, you know, being able to feel like you were close to something that you were at a great distance from.
0: Yeah, and that leads perfectly into the next question I was going to ask, because you've, you've gone to some great distances. You mentioned Ireland, uh, there's Italy, Winnipeg as well. How important was the sports coverage uh, in the newspaper to your sports fandom?
1: You mean in Toronto
0: as well as just a, like you, you 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 were just saying how you connected you were reading the newspaper and, and right, just connecting right. to to the Blue Jays so, through that
1: well that's true like if you were I mean what an advantage we have today you know um, you can watch your game know, you stream your games you get live up to it you know it's just it's you can get wherever you, you can be on the, you know Himalayan mountaintop you're gonna be able to find out what happened you know uh, what's happening to your, to your favorite team in the moment um, but back then Unless you, you know, wrote home or called home or occasionally, when I was in Europe again, I think this is probably still true. But occasionally, you get an armed forces broadcast. I remember I came across a Cards Mets armed forces broadcast on a little transistor radio I had when I was in Ireland, and that was amazing. But um, yeah, you need, there's no way USA Today had started. Uh, excuse me. Publishing an international edition, there was the International Herald Tribune, but the but the Trib, um, you, the scores were like five days late, right? So <laughs> um, it was always a delay. So yeah, so I I went to Canadian Embassy in Ireland, and that's yeah, that was my. I think they got the papers maybe two days later, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that and letters from home. You know, in '85, you know, Dennis Filer was. Dennis Lamp and Dennis Filer go through two pictures and I had never heard of them and they, you know, I would, you know, they were bullpen, you know, they were, they strengthened that bullpen and I would write back to friends like, you know, what does he throw and then people would like, 10 days later get a letter, oh, he's a curveball. Like, so it was really, I had to sort of assemble, assemble, you know, in my head Tour, you come home from an adventure and then you get to go to the games and then there, everybody's re- it's all revealed to you in that one moment huh. that's really strong and that's a fun, uh, experience um, that is, you, it just isn't it's impossible to achieve today because we know so much right so but it was nice to kind of have have that 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 knowledge was check that day and for sure the way yeah you know i could go down the list of all the great know uh jays beat writers and columnists of of that era um you know dave perkins milton L. Damien cox um stephen brunt um and so there was was jeff blair there were so many great writers for um you know and and the, at the post bris arthur too and so many great writers that um they played a large part in painting the scene of of, of those players and that that wasn't necessarily just for me um, being you know um, in another country but also you know people who lived
0: you know um, outside the city and stuff who maybe got to a couple of
1: Jay's games a year but but yeah that those those their their impressions of what was happening at the time were vital to, to, to knowing about the
0: team so so it sounds sounds like you you like the, rom- the romantic days of, of the newspaper but it is also nice to be able to um, have 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 the team a click away and and, and, and see it' kind of real time almost but
1: they're, yeah, there are strengths both for sure, mm-hmm. and probably weaknesses to both as well. Definitely.
0: For sure. Now, if the Jays do make uh, the playoffs this year, will you, on whichever vehicle you have, recreate the tour van and write and tape "Jays" in <laughs> giant letters to the side just to get extra luck?
1: Yeah, thankfully we don't tour in a in a shitty a line van. That's a good thing. Um, that was pretty awesome. That was a pretty awesome thing to do. You know, we would roll into town. We had yeah, we had "Jays" written up. On the flank of the fan and duct tape because it was a big it was a it was a big thing and you know you know 92 and 93 like and, and people forget that um before those world series M championships um because of 85 because of 87 um and even i guess it's
0: 91 is that it's 91 the jay's twins yeah <laughs> so even that was like you know um that was hugely disappointing, too.
1: So it seemed, they had a great team in 91, and, and Tom Candy and Audi wouldn't throw his knuckleball, right? All of a sudden, he decided he wanted to get the fastball, the curveball across. But um, so those it seemed like, well, they've had great teams for 10 years. I guess they're just never going to win. And so going into 92, and even being down to Oakland, it was like, yeah, of course, you're going to lose to Oakland. Like, of course. So um, it was amazing to go from, uh, you know, years of that, to all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's breaking through, and all of a sudden, it's happening, and um, it was powerful, and that's why we put J's on the side of our van.
0: <laughs> yeah, and just a simple four-letter word means so much, yeah. <laughs> in a positive way. Um, now, I guess um, you're you're you've, you've got tons of books, and I guess your main main gig now is kind of uh, with the West End Phoenix. How can people find your books find find your writing? Find the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You can go to West which is our
1: the newspaper's um, site, and you can order a subscription to the paper. We'll either deliver to deliver it to you if you're in the city, or we'll mail it to you. We'll be the best five hundred across Canada, um, as it is. So we have a lot of readers out there. Um, and I just—it's hockey related, but I just.
0: Oh, cool. Great. Well, well, Dave, thanks so much for joining me. That was a great talk. I'm um, looking forward to uh, th- reliving some memories of the 92 team this afternoon with the uh, with the uh, Angels game. Uh, yeah, thanks again.
1: Thank you, Matt. Awesome.
0: Okay, thanks again to Dave for, for joining me and taking the time. That uh, documentary about that 72 uh, uh, Canada Cup team sounds like it should be interesting so definitely check that out and side note i, I didn't mention this uh, in the interview but cbc gem is <laughs> just one of my favorite um apps especially if you're a, a cable cutter i'm not because i'm a blue jays fan so i have to be able to watch the game somehow but if you're a cable cutter uh cbc gem is one of the the, the best uh, uh free tv apps because you get all their tv shows um underrated uh tv show to check out on, on cbc gem is uh, hopefully it's still there documentary now it's a it's a kind of a mockumentary series um, and yeah, I'm 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 addicted to all those baking shows. So they have they have all those shows on on CBT Jam. So 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 that's great that uh, uh, it'll be uh, available on that service uh, in in early uh, mid September. So that that'll be fun to watch. So definitely check that out. Uh, so now on to some personal stuff to talk about. Um, my personal strikeout uh, for the week is unattended sunscreen. Um, Leo. Uh, I guess this past weekend have, has, has wanted to have um, his own kind of private space just to kind of cool down when he's, when he's feeling uh, angry or, or just too much energy or whatever. So we let him make his own uh, tree fort. Uh, he decided that he wanted, it want, he wanted to have it right in front of the uh, front door. So he, he piled some, some cushions and some blankets and some uh, boots and shoes and, uh, and also some of his his, his uh, school bags, which are right by the the um, the door. What I didn't realize though is in one of his school bags um, in one of his his backpacks, um, we had some extra sunscreen uh, packed. and um, I you know Leo had his, wanted to have his quiet time uh, yesterday, so I gave him some quiet time and I, I looked away and then I looked back for a minute and I saw that he was uh, emptying uh the uh sunscreen onto the contents of his tree fort so that was not good also onto himself uh so yeah had to wash him off had to wash all the all this the the all the sunscreen stained uh, uh items in, in the tree fort. So that that was not great um also just another another um uh, uh, voice vote of support for spray sunscreen because this is this was that, that gross icky liquid sunscreen that is just pointless when you have children. Uh, another another vote in support of of, of the spray sunscreen because if it was a spray sunscreen, this this would not have happened and I would have heard it because this the, the um, it was quiet. The sunscreen was quiet. And I just it was just I just came to a big pile of sunscreen on a couch cushion and on on Leo on blankets on everything. It was it was it was not great but uh uh yeah so that's the strike up for the week um my no decision for this week um steve might appreciate this one because I, he likes to to read a lot as as do i but i can't can't decide what to read next i just finished um a light summer read about uh, uh the uh the epidemic of of um of designer drugs i guess of of of, of, of crystal meth and, and and fentanyl um uh in 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 in, in in america um and just how how um, addiction has changed over the past 10 years so that was my light summer read (laughs) um so i just don't know what i'm going to read next i think you know maybe there's a dave grohl uh autobiography or memoir that that uh, i might want to read um there's i don't know there's there's nothing pulling me really uh baseball wise so i'm just sometimes it's just hard to kind of lock into a book when you're uh, not sure what to read, but may- maybe Dave Grohl is the one, but I'm, I'm not sure what to read. That's why I said no decision because I don't have a decision yet. I don't know what I'm going to read. Um, but just um, the the book that I was reading um, is by Sam, uh, I'm not sure how you say it, Quinon I'm not sure. he's he's. It's called The Least of Us, True Tales of America and Hope in the Time of Fentanyl and Meth. Um, like I said, it's about just the landscape of addiction in, in America. Um, but you know, it, <sighs> spoiler to, to give a bit of a spoiler alert It the great thing is that it did come uh sort of have uh i wouldn't call it a happy ending like an uplifting en- uh, ending because it just showed how um community uh is is what is the uh cure for for this um epidemic of addiction how people coming together um and 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 helping each other uh opening treatment centers opening addiction centers op- just just opening their minds being being available to to tell people is is just an important um uh and key uh, aspect of 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 just fighting this growing disease of, of of addiction that that's happening out there um and and yeah i think that uh that's one of the reasons why addiction started we we we've, we've seen this it started it started with with the with the opi- opioid like oxycodone pills and things like that and and, and grew this is the, one of the reasons why why addiction grew is because people were ignoring and not embracing, uh, uh, just people on on the outskirts and on on the on on the edges of society. So uh, one the the important thing is that people are embracing embracing and and, and bringing people in to to grow community instead of, instead of uh, just isolating. So that, and I that that's just the important thing to remember. Um, so. Just to end on a on a, on a more positive uh, note, um, my home run for the week is that Krista's cleaning continues. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on, but she vacuumed uh, the uh, she vacuumed all upstairs, <laughs> which was which was great. So she's just kind of maybe it's just because because back to school is starting, and maybe maybe it's 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 just you know uh this she's fed up with all the mess maybe maybe it's that we have more time all these th- these things but uh yeah Krista's cleaning continues and the house is, is is looking great uh the house is is, is organized um so this, this is great it's nice to have um extra help because i i i'm i'm a stay-at-home dad i i do all the cooking and cleaning but it's impossible to get all this stuff done when you're when you have the kids around so uh we've been able to to kind of divide and conquer as far as the cleaning and parenting goes but uh, yeah it's good that uh the house is getting clean so uh yeah uh once there's nothing left to clean what what will krista do that's the that's the question uh yeah so we'll have to see maybe maybe she'll start i don't know maybe it'll be like the, the the summer of george where she starts just just expanding her mind and she just becomes some sort of evil genius so we'll have to wait and see but anyways uh next week that's that's the end of the show next week uh steve should be back uh thanks again to dave bedini for 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 joining me um yeah i guess i had a lot to say <laughs> judging by uh how much time is, is clicking on my on my my meter here but yeah i guess uh yeah blue jays should win some winnable games this week um it's gonna be a, a little tough to watch uh if they do lose, uh, but it'll be fun to see Marcus German's return and, uh, yeah, it'll be great to have, uh, to, to, hear Steve's return to the podcast next week. So we will, uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.